0: how he kills his his friend Don't forget there's Joe Joe Pettens, writing about some twink romance. romance. They always
1: break break his heart and run away. Catching up with Mike and Joe,
0: now it's time to start the show. Hey Joey. Hello Mike Lawson. And hello to everyone listening. My name is Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. We have been friends for over 15 years, and every single week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes,
1: we do. That is what we do every single week without fail. We never miss a week. Not once. How are you doing? What's up? What's new? What's the tea? Well, everyone should know we are now recording we're not well, today we're recording at a very early hour, which I like. I, I, I like to I get up early often. I'm usually I do up too. by seven. So I'm up by five thirty. Oh, you're up that oh that's right, because didn't you read some book about getting up early?
0: Yeah, it's like my new thing. I like get shit done in the morning all oh, of
1: yeah. A mm-hmm.
0: I, it's part of it is old age too. I feel mm-hmm. like old people just enjoy getting up early and getting stuff over with.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but because you know what it is—is is as you get older, the days get shorter. So you're like, I might as well live up these days, get as much day in as possible. You know, because when you're young and you, it just seems like your whole life is ahead of you. You're like, ah, oh, I'll just fucking sleep this day away. I don't care, right? But when you're older, you're like, oh shit, I only have so many days left. I got to get squeeze some days in. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So gotta hurry up uh, and take my uh, blood pressure medicine. <laughs> yeah, I gotta hurry up and record a podcast. <laughs> at eight in the morning, what, you know what's so funny is when I wake up in the morning. My routine is I read, I read the news. I kind of just get my day started slowly, you know, and uh, and then at a certain point, I was like, oh shit, I gotta eat breakfast. So I like I hurriedly made a breakfast before I came on the air here to talk to you and everybody, all my other friends in Podcast Land. Cool, and we're
0: uh, we should tell people we're streaming live at Mixler.com slash drag race recap, which is m i x l r dot com slash drag race recap. If you have the app, you can follow it, and you'll be notified when we're recording. You can listen live, and afterward we'll stick around and maybe tell some stories that we can't tell uh, or we don't want a permanent record of anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um. Hey, I need to tell you, by the way, I sure. have two personal stories yeah. on Trello. One I remember, and the other one, it says, saying yes, dot, 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 canceled.
1: I have no idea what that's about, speaking of old age. If I had to guess, maybe this might jog your memory, right? This sounds uh-huh. like either something... You, okay, This is if I had to guess a Mike Lawson story, there was an okay. event you didn't want to go to, but you felt obligated to go to for whatever reason, if you like this person or the person sends on nice things for you. So you said yes, you would go. Uh-huh. And the person said, oh, never mind. I found someone else to go with me. That sounds possible. Good story, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what it is. I did um
0: tell you that I had double tickets to Hedwig and the Angry Inch last weekend. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. And I went on Friday with Brian, mm-hmm. and we had a great time. And before the show, he was like, you know, I would love, since it's kind of near mission, why don't we get a burrito? Sure. So we got a burrito at one of my kind of favorite, my go-to burrito places, mm-hmm. um, not far from the theater.
1: Is it one of the places you and I went to, El Faralito?
0: No, it's it's not. Um, it's, There's one that has, like, vegetarian options. They actually have, like, a few vegan burritos. La Taqueria? Stuff. No, I don't know what it's called, Joe. So you could keep telling me names and I'll say, I don't know. Porque eres pendejo? <laughs> so we went to this burrito place. We went to the show. Joey, the show was phenomenal. It was sure. great. Mm-hmm. Hedwig joke. was
1: good. Hedwig, I mean, Hedwig was really young. Okay, I'm liking this show. So Wait, hold on. Oh, 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 oh. Hold on for a second. Oh,
0: yeah, music.
1: <laughs> Where the fuck is this music? Oh, sorry, I have it really low. So let, let, let me let me stop this here. Oh gosh, this is such a professional show. All right, we want to lower it. That's always a little too loud. Here we go through there. All right, here we go. And now it's time for Mike and Joe on the aisle with Mike Lawson and Joe <laughs> Batance. Hey
0: everyone, welcome to Mike and Joe on the aisle. I'm Mike. Yeah. that's Joe. We talk about stuff on the aisle. Okay, so yes, that's Hedwig, what we do
1: every single week, Mike, without fail. We always talk about
0: shows. Hedwig was great. He was a little bit on the young side, which concern you know it could be concerning a little bit. I don't know, but he did great, and um, I was really excited because if you guys remember last week, because of uh, some weird social anxiety and me being unable to just confront things when they happen, I ended up having to buy two sets of tickets. Um, so I went on Friday with Brian and then on Saturday I went with some friends from work and uh, I'm not joking, Joey, in a text thread before we're getting there, everyone's like, why don't we meet up for dinner first? I'm like, perfect. Where do you guys want to meet? Mm-hmm. Someone like, burritos. <laughs> and so we ended up going to the same fucking burrito <gasps> place. So I had two identical evenings on Friday and Saturday. Uh-huh. I even ate the same burrito. On the two nights, like the same number eight vegetarian deluxe, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but the show was worth it. And Joey to the point where, if somebody it's here for two more weeks, um, if somebody wanted to go, and I was like, mm, I'm free that night, I would consider going again.
1: I liked it that much. Real, let me ask you this question, yeah? Because you know, Hedwig is a show. For those of you who don't know, it, it, it concerned it's like it basically set like you're in a rock show, and you know all yeah. the all the times when the musician talks in between the songs, that's when he kind of tell Hedwig tells his story. You monologue, know? yeah. Yeah, the monologue. So the, the story of the play is in between these songs. And he interacts with the audience a bit. Not all the time, but a bit. Did, did you see differences between Friday's and Saturday's show? Yeah, so like seeing it back to back, it became very
0: apparent. It, I mean, it's very scripted. Um, but the dude playing Hedwig was like, he was good. So like, You know he he rolled with it so there were times where he like asked he like did a lap dance and then he was like what's your name sir and the first night the person was like really shy and so he just moved on and started talking to someone else Mm -hmm. and then the second night the person he did the lap dance to was like very interested in being involved so he kind of talked more to that person and but he he said the same like five jokes he just kind of focused them on you know what i mean yeah um it was good and Do you get the impression
1: much... that if I would have been attracted to this person in, in boy clothes?
0: Yeah, I mean, he was hot. He... Oh, he was? Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
1: Oh, interesting. I'm yeah. Excited. And then uh, I mean, you know, also on, you, on this, Saturday like, morning. Ding dong. Like, Let's go to see Hedwig.
0: A far drive for a, a one hot guy, but on Saturday morning I also uh, went hiking with Steve. I wanted to tell you about that.
1: <gasps> wait, 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 wait! I, no, hold on for a second. And you have another story? If you only have two stories, let's save it because then you know I can do a little bit That's more. Not, this isn't even a story. I literally pretty much told you I went hiking with Steve. Period. <laughs> no, no, I have a ton of questions. This is going to be a story, but okay. Since we,
0: since, but since, I do have another story too. I know. Look, we, stop look, trying this, to
1: control me. This this show. Oh, someone told me a joke the other day. Knock knock. Who's there? Control freak. No, you say control Control. freak who? Okay. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Okay. Since we're already in an episode of Joe and Mike on the Isle, and this is not one of my stories, uh, John Paul called me on Friday, and he goes, evil John threw his back out. What are you doing? And I said, nothing. He goes, want to go see Ain't Too Proud at the Omnison? Oh, I thought he was going to say, do you want to help me dispose of the body? (laughs) (laughs) I would help him, too. Um, So uh, I went to go see the Temptations musical Ain't Too Proud. Which is funny. So we text
0: about this already. Mm -hmm. um, So I hope I'm not stealing your joke. But uh, when it was here, because it opened up in Berkeley first, and um, it was like a big thing, and they extended it. And I was trying to get in and then kind of didn't want to pay full price and ended up just like missing my chance. And I always was saying, like, this is basically
1: just Jersey Boys with black people. It is. It's and then Jersey you made Boys that black same people. joke over text. Yeah, yeah. It's Jersey Boys with black people. Even though I think there's more story than Jersey Boys. So a lot of it feels like Jersey Boys mixed with Hamilton. I feel a lot of times when you go see Hamilton, it's just like 75% of that is just like reading Wikipedia about Alexander Hamilton. You know? <laughs> and so I feel like this is uh, the, the this musical, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is this, too, where it's just like, and then we went on American Bandstand. And then then they sing on American Bandstand. And then then this person got divorced. The one thing I do love about this show... Now, first of all, this show... Look, do I think it's a great piece of theater? Like, you're like, oh, yes, this is my... I I saw Inside the Life. No, it's, like, literally a a live version of the Temptations Wikipedia page. I know this because I went to the Wikipedia page for the Temptations. I'm like, oh, this is the musical. Yeah. But um, what I will say, though, is... Uh, It's a lot of fun. Like there's great dancing, great music, great singing. The set design is great. All that. It's just a fun show. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, just fun to see a bunch of white people just dancing, like thinking like they're black and stuff like that. (laughs) That was crazy too. And Um, talented cast, right? Oh, very talented. Pretty much the same cast. Yeah, very talented cast. I don't know that I'd pay all that money for the seats because you know John Paul, the the company he works for, they pay for the seats, and the ticket price was a hundred ninety. $193 for the Uh ticket. I wouldn't pay $193 for anything. Some people just have money to give away, though. I That's I was, what it is, right? Yeah, I, but I remember I was going to make a point about this. So I don't remember what it was. Um, but anyway, had fun at uh, Ain't Too Proud. If it, I know it's going to Toronto next. If you live in Toronto, I'd go check it out. This guy does the splits and catches the microphone. I was already in pain just watching him do the splits. I'm like, I don't know if I'd be able to get off the ground. Like He did the splits and got back up and caught the microphone. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could do that.
0: Yeah. Cool. Well, Ain't Too Proud, playing in L.A., then Toronto. Go see it. This it was Mikey Joe city. on the aisle. Yeah. On the aisle. On the aisle With Mike and Joe. So, Joe, yes. uh, Steve and I went mm-hmm. for a hike. Sure. That's pretty much a story, though. It was, like, really boring. I mean, w- I had fun, mm-hmm. but we went for a hike, then we went for lunch. Mm-hmm. I'm letting you get this
1: all out, then I have a million questions. Go
0: ahead. There were a couple of, like, just kind of awkward moments where... We got some muscle memory that's kind of hard to kind of get over. So, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Um, there was something where I did something. I forget what it was. And he, he called me cute. And mm-hmm. it was, like, awkward in the moment. But, like, I understood what he meant. But it just w- felt weird. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, it was good. We did talk. He asked <clears throat> explicitly about, like, my Catching sex up? life. Oh. And I was like, "Whoa! Do you really want to?" If you want to hear um, all
1: about it, listen to the after show and catching <laughs> up on Mixer.com/slash Drag Race recap.
0: But I mean, he's curious, and um, you know what? He, we had a really nice talk. He was like, "Did you say talk I mean, or he, talk?" Talk. He's like, "I don't have any gay friends, so like, I can't really talk to anyone about this in the same way." And so, you know, we kind of talked about grinder, and we—he's on some. He started uh, on a dating app.
1: And he, he's kind of a prude. Is a prude. that the name of the dating app? That should yeah. be a dating app. Prude, but there's no U. It's just P-R-D-E. Because like, then people can give like you pride, like gay, but it really is prude.
0: He's kind of a prude. So, like, he's, he was talking to one dude, and he was like, we were about to go on a date, but then he started asking, like, dick size stuff, and it just turned me off. And I was like, oh, oh that's God. how my conversation
1: start. I know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's just like the gay hello. What are you talking about? Jesus Christ, um, Steve. Yeah, he's got a long road ahead of him, but I i mean,
0: I was kind of encouraging him, like, you should maybe consider, like, I don't know, a couple of just, m- not meaningless, but, like, easy hookups where, like, the, the goal is just to kind of scratch an itch instead of, you know, build something great and... Something great could be built from that potentially, but like, don't go into it with the goal of like life partner.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Go into it with like tonight partner, you know. So I have a bunch of questions. Mm-hmm. One, I interrupted you when you when you said he asked about your sex life, and I want to hear the answer to that question. What did you tell him?
0: I was generally pretty honest. I mean, <gasps> you like okay, he asked one deaf I mean, guy I, at the I, gym. Oh, what? I, he asked kind of like numbers, and I was like, "Dude, I'm not telling you that." But I'm like enjoying myself, and we talked. I'm I'm in the process of getting on prep, and mm-hmm. so
1: we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it was good and it was healthy. When he asked about numbers, were you like, "Okay, it's more than ten, less than 12? No, <laughs> no.
0: Um, I did, and he kind of just said it was more like a general question and I kind of glossed over it and gave we talked in generalities and more so we talked about kind of like setting up a grinder and what picture you use and mm-hmm. kind of how that's different from Tinder which mm-hmm. he's used but he's never been on grinder he's never downloaded the app so did just you kind get of the about sense that.
1: did you get the sense he was looking to have sex with you no 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 it felt
0: very friendly it felt in such a great way, like we're on the same page. So like the two of us both feel that what we have is a really good friendship and it wasn't a great uh, relationship, but we could do everything we we enjoyed about one another as friends. Cut to
1: Steve right now at his desk at work crying as he's listening to this. No, no. He's in a good place. Has he listened to the show? I don't
0: think so. I hate to um, listen to We didn't talk about it. You did come up, but not show. Wait, 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 wait,
1: wait, 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 wait,
0: wait, 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 Just like you're, we talked, he asked like how you were doing. And so I just kind of went through
1: the long list of mental illnesses. And he's like, I'm depressed now. He's like, oh. He's like, this is why we broke up. Yeah, exactly. Oh, thank God I've been listening to Catching It. This is what I've missed. I've missed Joe talking about his depression and all this nonsense. Yeah. And you know, has been. A, it's, it, he, 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 to be honest with you, if you think about the, our, the the shows we've done, he hasn't really missed much. Yeah, like he's like, oh yeah, Joe. Mm. He went to go see <laughs> a play so, with John Paul. You so
0: we're gonna we're gonna hang out again soon. I think friendship is totally possible yeah. um, after hanging out this weekend, and it yeah. was it felt really good and healthy. And he finally took the big box of his shit that has been sitting in my house.
1: And what is it? Is it like chopsticks and like comically uh, Asian stuff, like, like stereotype stuff? That's racist, Joe. Um, no. Was there anything Asian in there?
0: <laughs> not really. I mean, I, 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 not really, no. Not that I can What was in of. the box? Uh, a Keurig machine <laughs> Asian. was one. And just like clothes, he had like a couple drawers at my house. So he had like clothes and he had all his toiletries. Um, he's like a really complicated person with a shower, takes him what like mean? a good 45 minutes, and there's like 20 products involved. And to do what? I don't know. He has a thing with his face, so like he wears like 17 moisturizers, and
1: oh my goodness. he has like
0: an, a cleansing cream and a toning cream and a liquid for this and a how many for products that do you have three and like two of them are deodorant <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: let me see I'm, I'm really thinking i have shampoo
2: toothpaste
1: shampoo oh no toothpaste. i'm talking about in the shower i'm talking strictly shower okay in the shower what's in your shower oh.
0: in my shower i have a bar of soap i have and i have two shampoos because mm-hmm. i have one that i only use once a week and then okay. one that i do daily
1: wait why is there one what's the one for once a
0: week it's like this, like, uh, Neutrogena shampoo that, like, strips your hair of product. And so uh-huh. I do it once a week because it, like, really dries it out. But it also, like, gets all that the, like, greasy
1: product I use off. Oh, I didn't know about that. Okay, go ahead. So you have the two I shampoos.
0: And then I have two face cleaners. So one that is, like, a scrubbing one and then one that I use if I when I shower at night. If and when. Because I don't shower every night. Okay.
1: I have close to similar products. I have shampoo. Now, by the way, I'm so basic, too. I'm not, I don't have, like... A special shampoo. I literally use Garnier Fructis shampoo, right? <laughs> I use whatever's on sale for yeah, the yeah, most yeah. part. Garnier Fructis conditioner, okay? Uh-huh. Which I only use the conditioner when my hair is longer. There's no need to use it when it's shorter, right? Okay. Then I have – so that one lasts a long time. Then I use the um, – what's the the Dove Men's Care shampoo? Not shampoo. I'm sorry. The Dove Men's Care body soap. Okay. Then I have a face cleaner, like the one that has the little beads in it. Yeah, and then I have a scrubber that I use every other day. And don't they say those beads like kill fish now? That's so well, that's why I get it. Contributed that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I get it. I hate fish. Uh-huh. Uh, so um, those are the four things I have in the shower. <laughs> why do people listen to the show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know you know, what's you know what so funny? i need to tune in what if they talk about what's in their shower you, today <laughs> you know, i'm gonna i'll talk about this i know i'll talk about this more uh in a couple of weeks but i was a guest on a pod you know um you know that horrible friend of mine Lori Roggenkamp. camp mm-hmm. He's really annoying and stuff like that she has a her own podcast called the bloody mary podcast okay where they talk about female criminals could be serial killers could be thieves could be uh, mass murderers, whatever, you know, the female people, females who've done horrible things, okay? Mm-hmm. And she and every week they focus on a different one, and so she had me as a guest on her show on Sunday, but I think it comes out in a couple of weeks. And, you know, her co-host Maria was asking me at the end for the plugs, and she was like, what shows do you do? And I was like, talking about Drag Race Recap. And then Lori goes, what about the other one you do, where you and your friend uh, talk about, you're like, listen, <laughs> I,
0: don't really,
1: I go, listen, I don't really promote that one. I talked about. I still, I still plugged it, but I was like, I don't really talk. I don't like people to listen. I go, your your, your listeners can listen, but I don't like to tell my friends because at first, and I don't know if you agree with me, I would tell all my friends like, oh, you gotta listen. To this. And then I realized I can't talk shit about them. Yeah. If I, if I'm, they're listening, but also part two is this is my literally my personal journal, and there just happen to be people who listen to my personal journal. So if you're gonna hear me t- fucking yeah. talk about shampoo, I'm gonna fucking goddamn talk about shampoo. <laughs> And conditioners, I don't give a shit. Uh, in the
0: beginning, I was doing what some would call lies <clears throat> when we did this, so that was kind of the one that I would tell people about, and mm-hmm. catching up was my, like, secret. Yeah, I had to keep it a secret. But you didn't have a secret in the beginning,
1: so no, you talked more about it, you know? Yeah, 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 because I wanted to make I'm doing a podcast, and I'm like, people ask about it. I really am sort of like... Like I'll be like, oh there's one called RuPaul's drag race. <laughs> <And> <laughs> don't then, Google me. Yeah, yeah, don't Google me. Don't do anything like that. Because like it's like for instance, um somebody at Men's Group yesterday her, I because I talked about the RuPaul's Drag Race show. He's he's gonna listen to it. Great, but what if he finds out about catching up? And at the end, don't isn't there like a a bumper that says
0: Yeah Joe can be found on catching up yeah. podcast or something? Yeah. Ooh. That, that was that was dumb. I know. I should. Have yeah, that is dumb because then sometimes you're like, <clears throat> you tell stories from men's group. You, I know you try to be respectful, but you are still telling
1: stories from men's yeah, group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially this guy yesterday after group, that something happened. I can't talk about it. <laughs> I can't talk about it. Wait, wait hold on. For a second. I, I now I love it to jump to like different places now and and do things. You know, I can't talk about it now. Uh-huh. But, okay. um, but, I mean, I'm in men group, and so afterwards he uh he we were all talking about what happened, and he goes, Now we can't talk about it really, because you know this person's not here, and I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so um. So yeah, guys. I'm, I'm, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to talk about what happened uh, at, at uh, men's group. To, to In completely
0: night. unrelated news, after we're done recording today at <laughs> Mixler.com/slash Draggers Recap, we'll stick around and tell some stories that we don't want to tell on the podcast.
2: Yeah. So Mixler.com/slash
0: Race Recap. Catch us. Uh, follow the show. Get notified when we're recording, etc.
1: Yeah, but anyway, the point is, a lot of times too, I don't want people to tell I'm not come and talk shit on them, but like, literally, you're right. We talk about like shampoo. Mm-hmm. Or talk about how we talk about shampoo. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on with you? Do you have any stories that you wanted to
0: tell me besides what you keep in your shower?
1: Well, look, this is a milestone day because uh, I'm going to not bury the lead here. I've proudly announced to anyone who would listen uh, in my life throughout the week that Catching Up, today's episode of Catching Up, is the last time. I will – in my personal life, on the show, everywhere, everywhere in my life is the last time today, right now, this moment, I will ever talk about Cameron. Okay. There's an There's an end to the Cameron story, all right? Okay. As you know, previously on Catching Up, mm-hmm. uh, I told you I was going to see Cameron last Tuesday, right? Yeah. Now, also previously on Catching Up, I told you I had a CAT scan done. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're actually gonna start with that. Believe it or not, it, it they all tie in together. Because you know, my doctor had told me again previously on catching up that she didn't think I had cancer, but let's just be safe. Sure. Right? I so yeah. I was and then the the CAT scan guy had said it would take three to four business days. So that takes me into the middle of the following week, even after we record catching up, you know? So, it's Tuesday, third business day after the CAT scan, and I'm like, kind of anxious, kind of just, I just want to get the results, I just want to hear there's nothing wrong with you and get it over with, right? Yeah. So, I email the doctor and say, hey, just want you to know, I'm just anxiously waiting to hear the results of this CAT scan, okay? Email in the morning. Uh, I'm supposed to see Cameron on Tuesday, that day, at 6 p.m., Okay. And actually, maybe because of the anxiety of the CAT scan or whatever, I'm actually like... Because, you know, the debate is whether Cameron is going to show up or not to this big date that we have, right? And uh, so, like, I'm getting anxious. And then I start convincing myself that he's not going to show up, you know? So, like, even early in the afternoon, I, I text Sweet Michael and go, you know what? I'm just not going to waste my time. I'm just not going to go. And Sweet Michael said, no, just go, Because you don't want to be the one who doesn't show didn't show up. Right. You know, you have to go. Just because you don't want to be the one, right? Make him be the one if he's the one. And where were you guys supposed to meet? I was gonna pick him up at his grandma's house. Okay. And you thought you would show up and he just wouldn't. He wouldn't be there there or would have forgotten or something like that. You know, I'd been like, oh what? Oh yeah. Oh, I'm busy or something like that, you know? Yeah.
0: So you sent a text and was like, Hey, are we still on for this afternoon? I'm picking you up at this time, right? And he said
1: Nope. Nope. Did None of that. Why didn't you do that? I don't understand. Because, I don't know. I just didn't want to. Because, you know, then it becomes, I want. You like wanted it, him to flake then. right? No, like you didn't do no, everything
0: in your power to make sure he did well, it. Well, I he see just, what
1: you're saying. I see what you're saying. But I think in, 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 on some degree, this was a test. Whether you can say that's right or wrong to test somebody, that's a whole other yeah. conversation. Yeah. But um, it was like, you know what? I feel I put a thousand percent into this and he puts zero. And so let's yeah. see if he shows up. Because this will be the answer I need. Wait, this I mean, is
0: like relationship games that I don't play, by the way.
1: <laughs> you and I,
0: For a mm-hmm. hundred reasons, you and I could never be in a relationship together, and Good. this would be one of them. Good. Like, if I felt I was getting <clears throat> tested, I would intentionally flunk.
1: Mm-hmm. I constantly tell Sweet Michael, because Sweet Michael and I talk about gross things, and I mm-hmm. intentionally say – before I say the gross thing, um, I'll say, like, we should record these. Anytime anyone thinks that I am sexually attracted to you or I want to have a relationship with you and it's all some big ploy – Play all these conversations because you would never tell the person you want to get with about you know the consistency of your poo, right? You know, or something like that. Anyway, um, so now I'm like, okay, let's just see what happens. You know, um, I have to clear my throat. This is so gross, everybody. I don't want to do it in the air. This is I I I know this is awful. This is so unprofessional. What's the time? But you would
0: do it if sweet Michael was, if it was just you and sweet Michael. Oh yeah,
1: this is what I would do. (laughs) You know what? We'll do. I'm gonna do it in the air. if anyone wants proof, I don't want to date you. Hold on. <coughs> Gross. Ah, all right. There we go. Anyway, um, and then that Sweet Michael goes, all oh, right, done, yeah. I, li- I like to, like, if anyone wants proof, as if, like, Sweet Michael was just madly in love with me and I was the one who was stopping his, you know, infatuation. Like, let just stop this. I mean, let me say things so you stop having your crush on me, Sweet Michael. Anyway, the point is, uh, I'm getting more and more anxious as we get closer and closer to uh, six o'clock. And around three o'clock, I decided I'm going to take a shower. Okay. But right before, I mean, I have the shower on, steam in the bathroom. I get an email from my doctor's office. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the email went, well, oh, maybe this is the answer I was looking for, right? Open the email. It's from the nurse. And she said, I've seen your results. Please call us immediately. <laughs> well, she goes, I forwarded them for the, there's, there's issues that need to be discussed with your doctor. I forward it to your doctor and she'll contact you. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that's it. I have cancer. Dead. I'm dead. Yeah. You know, Let's, and I start like freaking out, having a panic attack. Mike Lawson, I'm not even fucking joking. Within two minutes of getting that email and I'm in full panic attack mode. Cameron sends me a text message. And it says, after much rumination, bitch, I'm not making this up. It says, like, after much rumination, I've decided that I'm in not the right headspace to go through with this date. Um, And I have a lot of thinking to do about my life. Sorry. And I write, and and actually, I'm in a good place. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, combat. I'm like, okay, understandable. I go, I do think it's three hours before we're supposed to meet up, that could you give me a phone call? You know, let's let's talk on the phone. You said this to him or you're thinking no, texted it to him immediately. I was holding the phone from the email. Still holding the phone in my hand from the email. So I I text him back immediately. I'm talking within a half second. Yeah. And nothing. So I go, you know what? I'm gonna take my shower. Okay? Get in the shower. Yeah. I need it anyway. Without any anxious things. So now it's been like what ten You're minutes? I'm gonna wash
0: that man right out of your. I'm gonna hair.
1: wash that man right out of my hair. Something like what ten minutes or something like that. Yeah. Eleven minutes. Twelve minutes. With, it's not like you have a lot of products. Yeah. In it's the not like you know, Yeah. I'm not Steve. I don't. I'm not doing the fucking whole facial in the <laughs> shower. So, uh-huh. um, cut to eight minutes of it. This is me like curled up in the corner crying with the water flowing <laughs> on me. Anyway, uh, I get out of the shower. No response. I'm like, what? has been like 12 minutes. So I text him back. I just, I just put two question marks. Yeah. Right? I just put two question marks. He writes back Jesus Christ. I was on the phone, with my mom. This is, you know what? This is a pattern. Uh, this is, this. I, I'm just seeing patterns here. And I was like, and, and at first I apologized. Right? I was like, I'm Even sorry. Even though you weren't sorry. Yeah. Like, and I was like, I started apologizing. And then I was like, Hold the fuck up. Hold the fuck up. And then I think it's because... Now, there's a reason I told the anxiety story. I think Joe Batance, in my relationship with Cameron, was always... And this is not Joe Batantz. This is why I always felt very insecure. He always... I will say, you know, Cameron is very gifted at one thing. And one thing alone only. He's very gifted at making people feel like shit even though they're completely in the right or they're not maybe sure. not in the right but that it's understandable like their their reaction is understandable but he makes them he makes them feel like they're unreasonable and he's good at doing yeah. that you know I can see myself in that comment unfortunately <clears throat> yeah. I'm good at that too And like I um, just
0: turn myself into a victim all the time like it's my defense
1: Yeah maybe Instead so, of
0: apologizing, I like force people to kind of feel bad about it something and then they apologize to me. And I was yeah, like, yeah, We're yeah. both in the wrong. Exactly. And really I was the only one in the wrong.
1: Exactly. <laughs> he started doing that. And I think it's because the anxiety of um, the test, and I was like, Well, I'm gonna die anyway that <laughs> I was like <clears throat> my inner chola came out. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then I write him a message. And I actually deleted his text messages and blocked them, but I did send a copy of that message to Sweet Michael. So I'm actually going to pull that up what I wrote to him. (laughs) I'm going to read it to you. I wrote to him. Oh, Jesus Christ. Michael and I text each other a lot. Okay, here we go. I wrote, I used to be one of your biggest supporters, even when we didn't talk. I was always Team Cam, and now I join the ever-growing list of people who don't like you and feel used and betrayed by you. I know you suffer from depression. I do too. But maybe, if you thought about others once in a while, and not just yourself, you might find the serenity that comes from knowing we are all one and that our individual actions affect others. I don't like you anymore. I don't want you to have the satisfaction that I'm off thinking wistfully about you. Like so many others that have come before me, and many others, including all the places that fired you, I wish I never met you. You're a bad person, you're a selfish person, and you deserve of every ounce of sadness and pain you experience because wow, it's John. karma for the suffering and pain you cause others than i blocked him fuck that guy and whatever right <clears throat> yeah so, so i
0: support the fuck that guy kind of sentiment i don't no, what good no does what, it do no, but, to kind of
1: shit on him you know what? Like, I, i'll tell you what just walk away <clears throat> walk the fuck away You're no, no one ever it. tells him anything in fact this goes to the next thing and sweet michael wanted me to make sure i brought this up
0: Okay. But my my point is, like, why do you have to be the one that teaches that, him that lesson? Like, wh- what do you get out of that? Any other case. walk the fuck okay, away and, no, like.
1: I understand what you're saying. And I, I did walk away at one point. You know, in, earlier in, in when we broke up. Any other case, I would say you're right. Any other case. Any other case. But in every interaction I ever had with him, when he would treat me like shit, I'd always be, like, the little victim who just walked away. The battered wife who just walked away without standing up for herself. You know? And Mm -hmm. this time I was like, oh, no, Stella done got her groove back. And I was like, no, (laughs) the Joe Batanz on Catching Up does not put up with this shit, right? And no one ever, no one ever fucking stands up to Cameron. No, not, and I don't know what it is. No, people treat him like shit all the time. But he needs to know that they treat him like shit because he does shitty things to people. Like you know, there was a reason he was all around train wreck. And like, I've never I don't want to say certain things. You know, there. Let me put it this way. He's done shitty things in his life to people and one of the reasons he and I got close is because I worked with him to make amends for the shitty things he did to people. Okay? And so, he has a, a, a history of doing shitty things to people but I used to always apologize for him and help him clean up his messes. And now I was just sick of him causing a mess in my life, bringing his chaos into my life and his shittiness into my life and put it on me and they're like no fucking bitch this is over so anyway this is where we get to the dilemma i want your i want your opinion here because sweet michael wants me to tell you this that i'm going to tell you so i do feel that what i just read to you it's very easy for cameron especially to just chalk it up to crazy ex-girlfriend yeah right so i realize that I still have no regrets about what I wrote, but I realize he could easily be like, oh, see, this is this is exactly what I was talking about to whoever he... He has no friends. I don't know who he'd show that to. But, <laughs> um, uh, you know, this is this is Crazy Joe. You see how Crazy Joe can be, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I feel because I know two people in my life who know Cameron, right? I don't want to bother the other one with it, but Sweet Michael is you know, one of my best friends, if not my best friend, since Adam Vought won't be my best friend, he says. Well, Adam Vought says he won't be my best friend because when he was in high school, he had another friend named Joe, who he says they said they were best friends. And even though he never talks to this Joe, never sees this Joe, he feels an obligation that they're best friends still because of high school. Sure. I'm so (laughs) dumb. So what was it that Sweet Michael wanted you to say? So let me tell you. So Sweet Michael is like, no, no, Sweet Michael Want me to say, I told Sweet Michael, you know him, right? And they don't really talk anymore. I mean, Sweet Mike, I, I definitely won Sweet Michael in divorce. I go, I want you, because no one ever stands up for me. Joe Batanz is always standing up for everybody else. No one ever stands up for Joe Batanz. Who warms the sun, Mike Lawson? And so I said, I want you to text Cameron, and I want you to tell him that what he did was shitty. No, well, then didn't go exactly like that. Mike Lawson, uh, Sweet Michael was being a good friend, telling me, you know, he did what he did with Shitty, blah, blah, blah. And I go, I want you to text him and tell him that. Text him that. And he's like, well, I just don't really have a relationship with him anymore. And I and the guy I'm seeing right now, when I told him this, he's like, well, if we don't have relationship, if he doesn't have a relationship with him, it should be no problem. Right? So Michael has said he will do that and then block Cameron, because he has no interest in talking to Cameron anymore. But he wanted me to tell you, and he wants everyone in podcast line to know that I'm he's doing it, I think, under. Because I asked him to. Not when, because I asked him to. Not because he wants to. By the way, he hasn't done it yet. And it's a week ago today. But anyway, the the, the reason I tell you that story, and then I'll get your thoughts on it in a second, because I want to end this story. Let Please. me tell you why I just adore the guy that I'm seeing right now. So when I told him the Sweet Michael story, he's like, I'll text Cameron. And this is like, on, like a week ago. So I go, all right, here's his number, right? But he didn't do anything right. Then Saturday, he, he messages me and he goes... I sent a text message to Cameron, and I go, oh, internally, I'm like, oh, no, what did he say? This right? feels very high school. And then oh, he goes, really? he goes, he sends me a screenshot and goes, hi, Cameron, this is Joe's boyfriend. No one likes you. And then he blocked him. This feels high school, <clears throat> but I guess that's what happens when you date high schoolers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just internally stuck in high school. I, I support the idea of Cameron not being in your life. I've never, I mean, well, not never. I Since breaking up the very first time, I felt that that was a very healthy break, and I appreciated the Joe that kind of emerged after that. And then every time that Cameron kind of came back into your life, it always felt like turmoil and complicated yeah. and yeah. not the Joe that's good and healthy. So I think this is a healthy choice. Mm-hmm. I don't love to, like, block people... I'm never talking to you again kind of statements that you do. Mm -hmm. I don't, in my life, I just don't talk to people again. I don't have to to announce that I'm not talking to to them again because my point is just to never talk to them again. It's not to make them feel bad about not talking to them again. It's just that I don't want them in my life. So I just do it instead of like make these grandiose statements. And I think you might be better off if that if you did that a little bit
1: more. Well, no, I'll tell you why. Because the one thing Cameron has – that Jose never granted me, was closure. I don't know if I'm big. I'm not a big fan of ghosting. But you're trying to control
0: Cameron in that. Like, it's that's not your side of the street to clean up. Like, Cameron's got his shit, and he's going to continue to have a shit. And, you know, that's really none of your business. Like, Not anymore. Your life is your life, and just live that
1: one. That's what's going to happen. He will never be. I will never bring him back up on this show after this segment is done. I'm over, so. like, and I, I told people, like, it technically, actually, I have a therapy appointment on Wednesday, so I'm sure it'll come up, but, so technically yeah. Wednesday is the last time it ever comes up tomorrow. I'm but, curious what group is going to say, too, about it. It came up in group yesterday a little bit, but no one really commented. But they've always been team the guy I'm seeing. Yeah. So they, they've always been anti-Cameron, so I don't think they'll get a lot of, uh, uh I don't get i will get a lot of pushback on that when it does come up. Okay. So. All
0: right, what else is going on with you, Mike Lawson? Well, I wanted to tell you, um, we've talked about how my work kind of situation has been a little shitty, Mm -hmm. and I've tried to not kind of air too much of the dirty laundry Mm -hmm. from work on here, because, well, I don't want my work to hear this, but also, like, future employers potentially could Mm -hmm. listen to episode. I don't want to be the guy that, like, does that, but to boil the issue down, there's been some problems that I forecasted,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and... I mean, with plenty of warning told kind of my boss, like, hey, if this doesn't get fixed, it's going to be a huge burden on me and it's going to make me not love being here. Mm -hmm. And he took his sweet ass time and the burden fell on me and it was hard not to say I told you so um, and not hold a lot of resentment. And I just felt very unlistened to. Okay. Mm -hmm. So last week, my boss pulls me into his office. He's like, close the door and close the door is always a big thing at our place because Doors are always open, but he's like, close the door. So I closed the door, and he is like, says nice things. We appreciate, you know, everything you've been doing, and I really do recognize – he said everything that he should say. I mean, maybe a little too late, but he, he at least recognized his failure, which mm-hmm. was also part of the problem that, like, I felt kind of crazy that, like, hey, I brought all this up, and you did nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I felt unlistened to. He's like, I appreciate everything, et cetera, et cetera. I bought you this. And Joey, it's a hundred fifty dollar gift <gasps> card, which is substantial. Okay. Uh-huh.
1: Still not a ticket at uh for the uh, into
0: proud, but go ahead. <laughs> $150 gift card for a fucking
1: steakhouse. You love steak. Everyone knows that.
0: If anyone I'm knows
1: Mike Russin, they know he loves steak. So ironically,
0: the guy who doesn't listen to me, mm-hmm. to make up for not listening to me, mm-hmm. a vegetarian, he bought me a $150 gift card for a steakhouse. <laughs> In the Bay Area, I take it. Thank you. Yeah, it's this place, it's a, kind of a San Francisco institution called House of Prime Rib. Mm-hmm. And um it's like hard to get into and like a lot of old people go and yeah. they sure serve like Yorkshire pudding and stuff like that, but they um I'm sure I took the meat potato. I I could get like 10 baked potatoes. No, but
1: but often, especially if you're in the Bay Area, even at the steakhouse, they're going to have probably some fierce vegetarian options. Like maybe they They have like, they have one
0: vegetarian option every (gasps) night. Oh, one? One, yeah. It's it's a type of place where like they, you, your options are not super wide. So it's like you can have prime rib or you can have the other dish. Do you know what I mean? And then Uh, it's like all the courses and stuff. So I'll be fine. I'm going to go. Uh, But Joey, the worst part—I had to deliver this story. Weird, but save it
1: for me when when I'm there. Anyway, go ahead.
0: When I walked into his office and he's like closed the door, he was like ruffling through paper, Mm -hmm. and he had the House of Prime Rib kind of gift card. It's like a eight and a half by Mm eleven, like large thing in his hand. Mm -hmm. And so when I closed the door behind me, I thought we were going to talk something like work related or something about staffing or something that like was sensitive. So I was like, as a joke, as the door was closing, I was like. You know that I'm a vegetarian. Why would you buy me a gift card for a steakhouse? That's so insensitive. Oh, no, no, no. I said that. And he's like, are you really a vegetarian? And then I was like, did you really give me a gift card for a steakhouse? So foot and mouth. And then, I mean, what do I do? Do I say, like, I don't want it then? I just took it. Because I felt like I kind of had to take it. How did you get out of that
1: when you're like, when you take it? You're like, yeah, I'll just. um..." Well, you know what you could do? (coughs) <coughs> now, I've never used one of these services. Oh, uh-huh. But there's those gift card exchange services where you have a gift card you can't use, and people will, like, yeah. like well, I have a this, and a that, and you guys switch. This one, I wonder, it's not, it's like paper with, like, a
0: hologram on it. Like, it's not electronic at oh, all. I wonder if I could do that.
1: Yeah. I but, think you wait for your pal Joe to come to town and take him to a nice prime rib dinner at the House of Prime Rib, yeah. San Francisco. San Francisco's one prime rib institution. <laughs>
0: I do want to tell also people, this is um, sort of unrelated, but I was a host, I mean, a guest on a podcast called Diabetes Connections, which you can find at diabetes-connections.com. Um, it was published today. Um, we talk about a lot of stuff, uh, including the book that I wrote and illustrated called Open Up Your Bag. And you can find it at diabetes-connections, or you can search Diabetes Connections anywhere you fi- find your favorite podcast. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, go check it out. I will. Nothing i like to hear more on my drive than about diabetes and uh, <laughs> my pal Mike Lawson. Um, what's what else is up with you? Do you have any more stories you were tr- hoping to share with me? I took uh, some people to the Magic Castle over the weekend. Now, Mike Lawson and I'm going to be. I'm, I'm gonna openly admit that I'm going to be very name droppy here on purpose mm-hmm. because I'm going to make a point. Okay, mm-hmm. which is you know, as I've said on the show, I have fancy friends, and because of the fancy friends, I meet famous people all the time. You know, like, I see Julie Roberts, I'm like, boring, right? Matthew Broderick would be good for the show, but who cares, right? Like, I see famous people also just walking around L.A. Remember the time this is an old story when I was in Malibu and I was getting my hair cut and the, the hairdresser got in a fight with Martin Sheen. <laughs> uh, and I almost ran over Martin Sheen. And I just don't care, right? Um, so I'm at the Magic Castle. And by the way, so it was – I was actually doing a favor for a friend. My friend Vanessa, who was in town, and she wanted to take her friends, one of whom it was her birthday, Penelope. It was Penelope's birthday. But I've never met Penelope. I've never met the other friend, Katie. And um, my friend Vanessa is running super late, so... I'm at the Magic Castle, and Penelope and Katie get there first. So I've just met them, right? I don't know them at all. I have no relationship with me. They have no idea who I am. And I'm just, like, introducing myself. Oh, hi, I'm Joe. Like, And it's one minute. I'm saying, like, one minute into meeting them, right? And then you're not going to know who this person is. And everyone i have told doesn't know who this person is. Do you know who uh, Nathan Fielder is? No. Exactly. He has a show on Comedy Central called Nathan for You. Okay, and okay. it's like a a mock version of like you know those like shows where like Kitchen Nightmares or like Tabitha sure. cures your AIDS or whatever it's called, right? Um, Canadian guy, Canadian guy, yeah. And but it's like a mock, so he does he they're real, right? So he goes into a business, but then he'll give him like really ridiculous solutions. He was he he always does one every season that makes it on the news virally, you know. So like he was the one that was behind that dumb Starbucks. Remember when he had like uh, he opened a place called Dumb Starbucks? Um, that is uh, Nathan Fielder, right? And I just love, but it's I don't think you would like it. I think a lot of people don't like it because it's that it's that humor that makes people uncomfortable. You know, mm-hmm. with, like, a really uncomfortable situation. But, like, I fucking love it. I think he's fucking brilliant. He is amazing. So I start fangirling as he's walking into the Magic Castle, right? And To the point where I can tell the girls are like, we don't know who this person is. He's fangirling over this random person. And I try to explain. I'm like, I never do this. I, I don't. Like, I, I Julia Roberts, Matthew Roderick. And I'm just, like, saying names now. And yeah. then he starts walking towards me. Is he cute? I think he's cute because he's so funny, right? I don't know if a standard person would think he's cute. I still can't figure out if he's gay or not. And it wasn't even solved that night because he showed up with a guy and a girl who were a couple. So it's just him alone with a guy and a girl. And
0: didn't he have like some – like he was posting porn on Instagram or something? Is this a thing? Wait, what? Do
1: you know this? No. What happened? go on.
0: I'm just like Googling around looking at his photos and stuff and reading headlines. I don't It could be a
1: part of some sort of, like, bit he was doing or something like that. He's actually very careful about his image, I think. So anyway, uh, he walked... He's, like, posting old men pictures, (laughs) porn pictures. (laughs) I think I do know something about this. I don't remember, though. So um, he walks by me, and uh, I go, Nathan. And he he goes, yes. And I go, listen, I'm not going to bother you all night. I just want to tell you that i'm a huge fan and i just from my experience with celebrities i just know not all of them but just like sometimes they don't want to be touched or anything like that so i just did like a bow you know yeah. like i put my hands together at a prayer position, just bow just said i'm a huge fan and then he's the one that put his hands out and he was like what's your name i said joe but then my hand was so fucking sweaty it was mm-hmm. so sweaty um and, and he, I'm sure he was like, ooh, just sucked this sweaty... But I was so nervous because I was so fangirling over Nathan Fielder. And then like he was like, all right. But then, Mike, I just realized later... I'm going to remember this because you know I never fangirl over anybody. So next time I do, the mistake was I did it early in the night. Because you kept ma- running into him. Yes. And so now it's this awkward, awkward thing. Yeah. Like almost when you bump into someone you know at Costco. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you're seeing them around Costco... You know, and you're yes. like, hello again, you know, and like, so I should have waited till the end of the night when I was leaving or something like that, because uh, then it was just so FYI,
0: funny. his Instagram, what he was doing was he was posting selfies wearing like sunglasses or holding. Oh, that's pee, right. Yeah. And <laughs> in the reflection, you would see old men jerking off. Um, that was his thing. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I think he's, I mean, he's handsome enough, but like in every other picture, I'm like,
1: ugh. I don't. Care. I think he's so funny. I think he's okay. so funny. I would b- love to be his boyfriend. I would one hundred percent be his boyfriend. But think well, he's also funny. like a really depressing person. I bet, as most comedians are.
0: I ran into, and this is kind of like a similar. And maybe I've even talked about it on here. Um, and I was with RK at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blast from the past. Who who I've been texting by the way? Uh, that's oh, actually yeah.
1: Well, uh-huh, I'm sure you have
0: no he lives in austin it's not a thing like that okay. um it's like really just kind of like actually talking for once um but we i was with rk and i ran into marcos melitas who runs the daily oh, coast yeah
1: yeah you yeah I remember that story <laughs> go
0: ahead and i was like the whole time unable to even talk to rk because i was like looking at him i was like looking at what he was eating i was like really tempted to say hey and then i ended up um, being a pussy, and I just sent him a tweet after we left the restaurant saying, like, I just sat next to you and struggled not to say hi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was like, you should have the end.
1: You should, Is he gay? No, 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 oh, no. Oh, yeah, then what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you fuck some newscaster or something? Um, yeah,
0: there are actually two. <laughs> well, one is an NPR host, and one is, like, a, a newscaster in, in Phoenix. Oh, okay. Well, he was in Phoenix. Is now the other guy in, still on NPR? Yeah. Um, he's actually – he used to be like a – well, I don't want to give too much. But he used to be a campaign reporter. Now he's like a bigger name. And then um, I, the dude that I fucked who's a newscaster in Phoenix, he's uh, – he moved uh, – I don't want to give – he is one of after, the few – After show, after show. Cuban reporters for an American station. Like he covers Cuba the All end right. <laughs> All right. now it's gonna be a good after anyway, show today. yeah if you want to know more tune into the after show in 10 minutes so if you're listening to this on a recording too bad so sad joey Uh, They have these big video screens at our BART stations. Uh And one of them, there's like this ad rotation that says basically history matters. And there's like this clip art backdrop thing. And the ad buyer is an organization called the Institute for Historical Review, IHR, which sounds super innocent. But uh, we're finding out that this organization is basically a Holocaust denial organization that has really strong anti-Semitic views. People in the Bay Area don't love that as you might imagine we tend to have an opinion about things and um it's interesting because i guess this is i mean not an uncommon thing like bus ads from hate organizations and stuff and um bart basically says like look we don't endorse them but you know it's been very clear courts have ruled very clearly that we cannot deny ads based on the advertiser's point of view and we just kind of had to do it um, a few months ago, there was another organization that had these ads. It was so weird because the words, I guess, make sense. But it was uh, another hate group that was kind of like anti-immigrant and about mm-hmm. how immigrants were coming in and taking our tech jobs. And people kind of got up in arms about that, too. Um, but I was wondering what your opinion was of that. Like, should we allow hate groups to should the KKK be allowed to adopt a highway for example i know that that's kind of a story that you know hits the news every couple of years
1: when groups like that do adopt a highway stuff what are your thoughts on this you know i am uh even though i am not a card carrying member of the ACLU i know you used to be are you still
0: no i mean i
1: card carrying's
0: weird i've given them money in the past and i will consider giving them money again i try to give money you know monthly so ACLU could get some money soon. It's yeah. possible.
1: Though I'm not a card carrying member of the ACLU, I do uh I am a big civil libertarian. I do believe, you know, I'm sort of a First Amendment rights absolutist kind of person. Meaning, you know, the BART train, I'm assuming, is run by the government, correct? The yeah, San Francisco yeah. government. Yes, yeah. And the First Amendment says, you know, you can't really prohibit speech on, you know, especially if you're the government. If you're a private company, you can because it's your fucking company. You can post whatever ads you want to post, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so, as distasteful as it may be, in order to protect the the organizations that I support and that to make sure that they have a voice and that they can take ads, you kind of have to put up with the ones who you don't agree with. So I, but I am of the mindset like I can go like, well. Fuck those guys, you know. So I'm sort of a First Amendment absolutist. I'm very, very big on the First Amendment, and so while it's distasteful, and we all, as, as we all know, the Holocaust did not happen, but you shouldn't Stop promote that. Where do you draw the line? Like, <clears throat>
0: what if this ad, like encourages people to be violent what if that's a thing well i think the
1: first that. amendment they've, they've they've ruled on this in the, in the famous i don't know what the name of the case is but the um you know you can't yell fire in a in a crowded movie theater case is you you know the first amendment doesn't cover uh anything that incites violence or uh you know supports that but if it's just supporting an idea then um then that that's fine as distasteful as it may be
0: so I guess – I mean if the argument is made that this ad then could incite violence, I guess yeah, – I
1: don't know. Does the ad actually I feel, very, I feel conflicted
0: about it. I don't have strong opinions about it in either direction because I see what you're saying. I also understand the things that these people are saying about it being anti-Semitic. So I don't know. I was just curious your opinion. Do you have any news stories from L.A. that you wanted to tell me about? No. Good.
1: <laughs> I have no news from L.A. I, and, I, and I actually do look for them. But, like, literally the best news – nothing's happened in L.A. specifically recently because it's always – everything like new laws set to really hit breweries. And I'm like, what do I care? Good. Are you doing anything fun next week or this coming week? You know, I have this new weekly thing with my brother where we have dinner. I, dinner, I make dinner for him and his family and uh I'm every doing that. single week every single week um you know my cousin natalie and i we're gonna start walking on wednesdays so i'm walking with her on wednesday she's listening right now actually so she surprise and then literally the only other <laughs> thing i have on my calendar is an, a, an appointment at the dmv on thursday that's how fun my life is so exciting joey I know, yeah i have
0: um i'm going to see on your feet the musical on friday are you like a, a
1: middle-aged latin woman
0: Yeah, I I have two tickets, great seats, and no date. So if anyone listening to this is interested, hit me up. Um... I am also – oh, I'm going – I'm having lunch with a friend of the show, Rob Lindley, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Who He's in the, the U.S. tour of Phantom of the Opera, which is playing mm-hmm. at the Orpheum Theater in San Francisco. So I'm going to uh, have lunch with him tomorrow.
1: Is he really a friend of the show? Has he ever listened to the show?
0: Uh, I don't know. He's a podcasting person, but I doubt that he's li- he listens to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be honest, like – I don't listen to. I don't know if he does anything right now, but I don't listen to anything of his either. So like, it's going to be one of those awkward uh, lunches where, and I'm sure you've been in this situation where it's like, both of us are kind of talking vaguely, hoping that, you know, like I'm not asking him questions about something he said on a show that I should know, and like mm-hmm. this question is going to point out that I never listened to anything he
1: he puts out. Do you know that? I that's the way I feel on this on the very show we're on right now. <laughs> uh you're the worst uh
0: so that's kind of my plans for the week uh might have to make some reservations for house of
1: prime rib too that's you know oh in the <laughs> why do i strangely really want to go to the bay area just to, go to have you take me to the house of prime rib
0: if you want me to save it for you i will next time
1: you're in town you i no, you know you know what i'm gonna need to go in the next month um okay it, you know our oh, let me tell this story really quick it's not it's not, it's not a worth a story. But you know, adopted son never of the show. You before. I know, adopted son of the show, Armando. This is my new story. Mike Lawson, adopted son Armando, bothers Joe over the course of two days. Um, Armando was set to move into Stanford last Thursday. Okay, yeah. remember that's why I said I was maybe going to go. Right. Yeah. And I think I even talked about how he was going to take the reason I wasn't going to go. He was going to take his girlfriend first, and then show up at midnight. Did we talk about this in the show? Yeah. Okay. We did. So he does that, shows up to Stanford at midnight, right? So he shows up to Stanford midnight between Thursday and Friday, right? Moves in, goes to sleep. Calls me at 9 a.m. on Friday and is like, I'm lonely, I want to come home. I'm like, you've been there an hour, right? And he's lonely and his girlfriend's lonely because the girlfriend, I don't, idiot, to go to UCLA, can't figure this out. Yeah, she showed up at Thursday at 4 because that was the earliest he could move in. So she moves in Thursday. At four. She's all alone in her dorm. Sure. People were moving into the weekend. So over the course of Friday and Saturday, he, he doesn't have any friends. He's lonely. Can you please drive up and meet me? I don't have any friends. Meanwhile, by the way, I go, You're going to meet people. I go, Just trust me. You're in college. You're in a dorm. You're going to meet people. You're going to have, he's a very friendly person. Mike Lesson, I have not heard from this kid since Saturday <laughs> at noon. Yeah. Right. He's yeah. living life. He's living his life. He, I don't know why he thought, like, oh, I'm going to have zero friends here at Stanford. Yeah. So, anyway, so, uh, but I did promise him, and I think he would like this, that I would go in the next few weeks to the okay. Bay Area over a weekend and, um, and, see, and take him out to lunch. And he wants to go to the city and have Mexican food and stuff. House of Prime Rib. You want to go to House of Prime Rib.
0: (laughs) I'm also, in November, I'm going to be renting a car and driving through L.A. to get to Phoenix. Oh. Oh. Um, And maybe, depending on, you know, I I haven't really worked out the trip exactly yet, but I might even stay a night or two in L.A. So, Oh, wow. uh, Yeah, let's talk. Um, We'll talk. We'll make it happen. Um, Well, Joey, if there's nothing else, it was really nice catching up with you. And I would love to tell people that we record at Mixler.com slash Drag Race Recap, uh, where you can listen live and we stick around after the show and um, might tell each other a couple of things that we don't want a permanent record of. So uh, subscribe and get notified when we're recording. Mixler.com slash Drag Race Recap. And to make it easy, it's spelled M-I-X-L-R dot com.
1: to help, Michael.